Hi everybody, my name is Kira and I'm part of the BitCountry team. Together today with my co-host Gaddy, we bring to you BitCountry Discovery. Uh, on this channel, we are exploring blockchain technology, NFTs, cryptocurrency, and give you insight into the BitCountry development. If you'd like to stay tuned with weekly episodes, please hit the like and subscribe button and hit the bell for notifications. So make sure that you'll get weekly notifications when we do release. Usually we have our co-host Chris with us, but he is away today. Uh, he's actually over in Davos, Switzerland, presenting at the World Economic Forum. So he is over there talking about uh, all things Web3 and discussing how the movement and migration of blockchain and Web3 is going to become global. So uh, he'll be with us next week to talk further about that. For um, any new listeners that haven't heard about what BitCountry is or who we are, let me give you a brief introduction. BitCountry is a multi-metaverse platform that is created for the users, by the users. It is a platform that you can learn, you can earn, you can play, you can build, you can grow, you can network. It's a platform for just a lot of networking. So what the best thing about this platform is, is that uh, you can get into, you can log into it, you can uh, build a 3D world without any knowledge of 3D rendering, 3D programming or coding. So it's a world first uh, and it's going to be uh, mind blowing when the users are able to log in and, and get going with it. So. Um, in today's episode, we've decided to focus on the Polkadot ecosystem. So Polkadot is uh, what BitCountry has been built upon. Uh, and Chris is over in the World Economic Forum talking and presenting uh, with the Polkadot ecosystem. So I thought it was real fitting that we give an introduction to our um, users and fans, uh, just what Polkadot really is, why we're using it and um, the benefits that this platform gives to us. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> it's great to be here, Kira. So, Polkadot is going to be a springboard for BitCountry uh, and our development forward. So what actually is the Polkadot protocol system? Can you give us some insight on that, Gadi? Yeah. Um, so first of all, there's always a, a problem that is, you know, that we that we need a solution to. And Polkadot solves the problem of interoperability. So it solves that problem of blockchains being able to talk together. It is the internet of blockchain and protocol connects multiple blockchains together under a single network. It allows unrelated blockchains to securely talk to each other and exchange value process data between each other and send info across previously incompatible networks without the need of an intermediary. Yeah, right. And so Polkadot was founded by Dr. Gavin Woods, right? And uh, my understanding is that he was actually co-founder and CTO of Ethereum. He was working really closely with Vitalik Buterin uh, back in 2014 and the fundamentals of the coding uh, using Solidity to uh, develop Ethereum. and. Uh, it was when 2016 came around and he was sort of getting frustrated with the uh, the pace of progression that was happening in the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, he could see future scalability issues, especially with the sharding that was uh, going to be taking place in the future. And he envisaged this uh, cross-chain connectivity interoperable uh, network with, where blockchains could uh, talk together and have a landscape and interoperate and share functionalities, share assets uh, at lightning spe speed. So um, I think it was a fantastic development where he came forward and he uh, built the parity technology and uh, started up the Web3 Foundation and essentially envisaged uh, the internet uh, of blockchains and that's where Polkadot evolved. Can you give us a bit more insight into the different layers, protocols? Absolutely. 
Under the hood is really interesting. So there's kind of three different layers and uh, we'll peel them back from the central right through to the outside. So Polkadot is the first layer zero solution. So, uh, and this is what we refer to as the relay chain. The relay chain is where all the security of the ecosystem happens. Uh, and we'll get to the security uh, later on in the chat when I just, I'll just touch on it briefly now. So there is uh, the relay chain and this here is where um, all of the consensus and verification of transactions of the whole entire ecosystem happen. So by having this layer zero solution, it means that we can have layer two, uh, layer one solutions, which are all of the different types parachains and blockchains that can plug into uh, the relay chain and uh, because security is uh, taken care of in the relay chain it means that all of these different blockchains which are the parachains can actually focus on their own protocols and developing their own um, infrastructure uh, and specializing in whether they're doing uh, smart contracts or decentralized finance or social social networking like the, what big country is uh, allows these guys to uh, take their focus away from security and take their costs away from security and um, then actually focus on developing their projects and then we've got layer three uh, layer three is the interconnection which we have is uh, from other blockchains so you get uh, bridges which um, like of ethereum or bitcoin these can uh, these protocols can bridge into the polka dot ecosystem and then provide benefits for us so the reason that these uh, uh, like sort of Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum, they can't plug directly into the uh, Polkadot ecosystem is because they have a different consensus mechanism for authorizing their transactions. So uh, these ones here have proof of work consensus, whereas Polkadot ecosystem is entirely proof of state consensus mechanism. Oh, thanks, Kieran. Just to visualize it, so you have the like a wheel. So we'll just visualize it like a wheel. You've got the hub, which is the relay chain, and all the, the spokes that that run off this this hub are the parachains and they will allow projects to kind of develop independently um, and before syncing up again in this hub and the hub really gives um, or adds to the reliability the scalability and the shared security of this this hub and spoke model so the beauty really of the relay chain is that it is a substrate based uh, model which means that it is very it uses very generic coding language which allows parachains the freedom to write in any language absolutely so actually to um, be a parachain into the relay chain or into the um, Polkadot ecosystem you don't actually have to be a blockchain that is programmed on or has a blockchain programming on on Substrate. Uh, Substrate was a sub subsequent innovation of uh, Polkadot and it was developed by Gavin Woods himself. So he took the learnings from uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum blockchains and wanted to develop a, a very easy framework which developers could use to uh, produce their own blockchain. So it was an open source blockchain sort of development kit uh, that would provide the functionalities um, for people to be able to build uh, efficient and quick and uh, safe uh, blockchains without having to have very high level technical knowledge uh, so it reduced the barrier to entry to blockchain development uh, the co-founder of Substrate, he once actually said uh, that Substrate is a set of libraries for doing the things that really that are really annoying about writing blockchain so they just took all of the the difficulty out of writing blockchain to make it more accessible to a lot more people. So, um, like I said, again, it must be emphasized that you don't have to be a substrate blockchain to plug into the um, into the parachain. Uh, it allows it to have a lot better compatibility uh, with the whole entire ecosystem. 
just to yeah. kind of follow on on that, so with um, Substrate, you are basically developing a blockchain, but with Solidity, you are developing the programming language used to write smart contracts mm-hmm. on the Ethereum blockchain. Now, yeah. I know that um, we spoke about um, Dr. Gavin Wood previously, but he helped propose and helped develop Solidity. And it, he took those ideas and he integrated them into Substrate and consequently Polkadot. And with Solidity, you can create contracts for many use cases such as um, crowdfunding, uh, blind auctions, multi-sig wallets, voting. And the team's aim is to make blockchain and programming development easy and flexible. So we spoke about that hub and spoke model. We have the relay chain and then we have the parachains. Can you go into a bit more detail on what parachains are? Parachains are the independent blockchains. So these guys do the heavy lifting for the whole entire Polkadot ecosystem. They are running all in parallel, meaning that they are able to, uh, they don't have to wait for one transaction to occur in the next transaction. These guys are firing off transactions all parallel simultaneously uh, at the same time to, I think it's um, 1,000 transactions per second. Um, so on the relay chain, there's 100 parachain slots. So that means that there's 100 opportunities where projects can uh, plug in and benefit from the Polkadot ecosystem. Parachains aren't just one type of blockchain, so there are many different use cases or types of parachains that can plug into the uh, ecosystem. So first of all, we have the common good parachains, and these are slots that are available for uh, projects and protocols that will benefit the Polkadot ecosystem, uh, and they add to functionality to what is not already available. The way that a company or a project would get a uh, common good parachain slot is that it goes out to vote and by governments of the community, uh, they then decide whether they're granted the slot or not. Um, The next type of parachain is parathreads. Um, And these parathreads are shared by protocols. So it's when a project is starting out as they don't have the capacity or the power to take a whole entire uh, one slot. So uh, many protocols share the one slot and they just sort of pay as they go uh, for the usability and the security of uh, the ecosystem. The third one is for uh, parachains. These are independent projects that might have their own tokens, that have their own ecosystem, they have their own economy, and they're just plugged in and they're using the whole entire ecosystem for the security. So these parachain slots can, on the Polkadot ecosystem, they can be leased for a maximum of uh, 96 weeks, whereas on the Kusama network, they can only be leased for 48 weeks. Now, BitCountry is currently developing on the Kusama network, uh, whereas um, when we want to upgrade in the future, we'll be developing on the uh, Polkadot ecosystem. So maybe, Gadi, do you want to let us know a little bit more about uh, uh, Kusama and uh, the Polkadot relationship, they're cousins, right? Or cousins, yeah. brothers, sisters, however you want to say. Um, no, the Dotsama community is a very powerful ecosystem and they can be broken down into Kusama and Polkadot. And Kusama, they always say embrace chaos. Um, it's really, it's um, it's a place for experimentation, it's there to kind of test before you launch on Polkadot. And Kusama, it's more than just that because you have real stakes, you know, you've got money in the game or and skin in the game, as they say, and the influences are real. So whatever you do in Kusama, you can actually really see the um, the consequences of, of you know, applications and the framework that you've built. Now, 
um, so Kusama basically is the is the chaotic cousin of Polkadot. Once <laughs> once projects move onto Polkadot, it's really they say it's a platform for innovation, um, interoperability, scalability, and experimentation. But another way to look at the Polkadot and Kusama ecosystem is that there are these uh, multi-chain meta protocols that are connecting multiple blockchains together and each of these blockchains are called a parachain as we mentioned before and they can be customized to a specific purpose to actually become a parachain on either kusama or polkadot you need to enter a an, an auction it's a candlelight auction and the parachain auctions in a sense is really just teams bidding against each other and on kusama these slots can run for 48 weeks and these tokens, whatever you, you stake on this parachain auction, the tokens that you stake, it's like a lease. Those tokens will not be touched by the, by the projects. They will be held by the treasury for the duration of this auction. You know, it's, it's basically, like I said before, it's having skin in the games. It's different to an ICO. It also reduces the risk of scams. So you can get back your tokens after this, the staking period. It also encourages community token distribution and accountability on the team to deliver a product within this, this time frame. And whoever wins the auction will move on to launch a parachain on Kusama. Now, at the end of the staking period, the community will get their tokens back. Polkadot um, auctions run in a very similar fashion. The only difference is the, the staking period in Polkadot is 96 weeks. So mm -hmm. just two years or two years, um, whereas in Kusama, it's much shorter. Also, just to clarify, so in Kusama, in the parachain auction, you'll be staking your KSM and in um, Polkadot, you'll be staking your DOT. So Polkadot is a proof of stake blockchain and requires that, a val that validating nodes stake at least 10,000 DOT as security. So there's some kind of a financial investment and that occurs in the relay chain. So we were talking about that hub and spoke model. I just want to talk about as well, the containerism that Polkadot uses and what proof of stake is. So if you're on Kusama, you're using the token of KSM and if you're on Polkadot, you're using the DOT token. That's right. But both of these tokens have the same functionality within the ecosystem. So um, like you said, they've got two main functionalities. They've got, first of all, the governance. So um, this allows anybody who, ha who holds that token, they can uh, pledge their their voice into the ecosystem they can have a say on what the future of the protocol is going to look like and they do that just by um holding the tokens they're they're part of the ecosystem they're part of the the forward movement of what's going to be um said in um, any proposals that are coming forward uh the second part of it is staking so staking is um used in both of these networks as validation and verification of the transactions. So to be involved in staking, uh, you can be a nominator, right? So a nominator is somebody who doesn't have the computing power, but wants to or owns the token and wants to be involved in the community. So a nominator can nominate their amount of DOT or KSM to a validator. And the validator is the person or computer in the system uh, that actually verifies the transactions. These are, um, are making sure that there's no fraud or um, double transactions, double spending going on. Uh, these uh, validators, what they do is they adding, legitimizing transactions and adding new blocks into the, the relay chain. And by doing that, they are rewarded in the native token, KSM or DOT. Uh, and so if I'm using my computers and I'm validating all these transactions as a 
as a thank you and a reward for um, for that. The DOT or the Kusama ecosystem will pay me in their um, native token. And um, as a nominator, you will get part of my reward uh, for pledging your DOT or Kusama towards me as a validator. Um, so I think that's a pretty cool system how the community can um, sort of be involved, uh, but they don't have to have all the, the knowledge or the technical aspects, but they can still be contributing to the whole entire ecosystem. It's a, a pretty unique decentralized system. Um, it gives the power back to the people, I think. Let's talk about why BitCountry and to be part of this Dotsama ecosystem. A very unique feature about the Polkadot and Kusama ecosystem is their security. So what they have done is they have realized that they're going to have a uh, hundred or and more because of the um, the para threads, but they're going to have multiple blockchain pro, uh, protocols building on their whole entire network. Um, and each of these, if each of these different uh, protocols had their own security, the whole entire network system would only be as strong as the weakest protocol. So what they've done is they decided to pull all of their security together and by doing that we've just created one great big staking pool where all of the whole entire ecosystem can benefit off the security of everything. So we don't have um, individual security on each of the different blockchains. It is a collective nature to work together and to um, create a strong, strong platform. Security is a pretty awesome feature but let's talk about interoperability on Polkadot. Interoperability is uh, fundamental to uh, Polkadot ecosystem. So in the development of Polkadot, Gavin Wood did not want Polkadot to crush all of the other blockchains or be a competitor to all of the other blockchains. He wanted uh, all of the blockchains with their unique functionalities, whether it be smart contracts, governance, currencies, you name it, um, very generic, very specific, all these different blockchains that are out there solving all these real world problems. He wanted them to come together and to be able to interoperate. interoperate. They wanted to provide a, a landscape of uh, different blockchains where they can network and benefit from each other seamlessly. So their interoperability uh, creates this central zone where they can all benefit collectively from the security. And as more um, larger chains and networks combine into this parachain, the security gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So it's a, it connects a range of blockchains from very specific to very general. Um, I think that's uh, the best thing about interoperability. Let's talk about scalability because that's a pretty key feature for us in the metaverse. How is Polkadot scalable? So Polkadot is a little bit different from uh, some other blockchains. So what Polkadot does is we process transactions in parallel. Um, this means that rather than traditionally you have process this, uh, a transaction in a sequence, so one and then the next one and then the next one, which um, also introduces the risk of uh, transaction collisions. When the tasks are delegated out to the different validators and they're um, spread out, the transactions run in parallel without the fear of having collisions. So all of the um, parachains can perform their individual transactions, which are also done um, at a at a parachain level with the collators, but then also done at a, um, uh, a higher level um, in the par in the in the relay chain with the um, the validators. So there's so many different levels of um, areas where they can process transactions. 
At the moment, there's only 100 parachain uh, slots into the Polkadot ecosystem, and that may seem as a, a current limitation of scalability. Uh, however, I do know that there has been talks and um, whispers about, you know, what's uh, Polkadot 2.0 going to look like, and um, how is that going to um, ensure that we are still scalable? We can um, host in more and greater networks. Um, what's a really cool idea that uh, Gavin Woods has been speaking about is actually just not having one relay chain, but having multiple relay chains. So these multiple relay chains create more of a, a web and um, they connect back into a root relay chain. So with this, the whole entire ecosystem and networks would develop, the security would increase, um, and also all of these transactions are still happening in parallel. So you're not gonna have those, um, those transaction collisions that you can have in sequence. Yeah. Beautifully said. The subsequent innovation of Kusama, which is this um, the cousin of Polkadot, this was founded in 2019 by Gavin Wood. It runs independently of Polkadot, and it you know uses the same software. It's built using substrates. It uses nearly the same code base as Polkadot. But this, the difference, the main difference between Kusama and Polkadot is that Kusama was built for risk taking for being quite a fast moving canary in the coal mine approach and it's experimental you know it's you want people to develop and push the limits so to speak it it moves fast as i mentioned previously and because of that people are able to innovate at a greater speed and really see how much they can get out of their platform or their project before deployment on Polkadot. It promises a low economic barrier for startups and it's owned and governed by the community of network participants. So that would come from the Kusama parachain auction. Can you tell us how Polkadot uh, is going to help the country uh, execute our roadmap? Yeah, sure. I mean, we're really excited uh, to go for the Polkadot Parachain auction, but there are a few things that need to happen before then. So right now, as our community will know that we have our alpha testing that's live. We had our evangelists testing it out since the 21st of April, and slowly but surely we're opening that up to more community members. And then next would be the public testing of Pioneer. And um, then once we launch Pioneer, we first need to do our, uh, our near token launch, which is coming up before our Polkadot auction starts. After that, we will start our crowd loan for our Polkadot parachain auction. So that is our current roadmap and where we're at at the moment. I definitely know that the team is going 100 miles an hour, making sure that we're going to achieve all of these milestones. Uh, it's uh, great to be part of such a, a high functioning and uh, efficient team. Um, but I definitely know that we're going to be using this whole entire ecosystem and we're going to be into operating with other uh, parachains that um, can provide us um, with help in development of our whole entire network. So it's pretty cool to be part of a ecosystem where independent blockchains uh, specialized for different various purposes can work together under a unified umbrella and it's um, very powerful ecosystem so i know i definitely know that Polkadot has some of the largest amount of developers building on it so looking forward to the future if we've got this um all of this processing and developing and building going on and in, in the fundamentals and on the framework of substrate in our ecosystem uh, the whole entire um, Polkadot is going to be um massive movement forward and i'm really glad that uh, the country can be uh, part of it 
building on the, the, the test net, uh, hopefully eventually graduating into the main net. Um, our team are definitely progressing and that's where we want to be aiming. The end goal is to develop a world-class platform where people can come in, create 3D worlds, not have to know any knowledge of coding or 3D rendering or 3D graphics. We'll give them all of the, the tools and uh, the basic fundamentals that they need to, to create um, on this. And we can make sure building on this ecosystem that we're going to um, give them speed, we're going to be give them security and uh, we're always going to be scalable. There's no hiccups along the road. Um, we are sure about that. So. I think that's all from us. Is that right, Gary? We've uh, chatted, chatted long enough. Yes, we've. I think that's a good rundown of you know the power of Polkadot, right? Absolutely. All right, team. Thank you very much for watching, um, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Uh, we will also have Chris back on the channel, so uh, it's always good to hear his opinion and um, get the boys' opinion on things. And but otherwise, you guys know the drill: like, subscribe, hit the bell, and um, we'll be here next week. Thanks.